Hello, listeners. Uh, we were just bullying Jake. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Can you that out? Um, that's how every, every show should start like that. Every show should start. Yeah, we were just bullying Jake, that piece of shit. All right, so here's the show. Uh- <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome back uh, to episode three of the Tough Cut Podcast. This is also part three of our sequel showdown bracket. This is the show where... <laughs> We fight about movies. If you've somehow gotten here and haven't watched the first two parts, you should go do that to provide a little bit of context. Um, sequel showdown. Basically, we're having movies go to head to head that are all sequels. Um, we were supposed to introduce ourselves, which I'm going to do now. I'm Matthew. <laughs> I'm Alex. Oh, fucking got me. I'm Jake. <laughs> and this is uh, we are we are we're feeling wild today. That's why we're all over the place with this intro. Big goon energy tonight. I hope our <laughs> listeners start with this one randomly. They're just like, you know what? I want to watch. I want to watch this episode first episode, like three or whatever. Like, go for it. Looking ahead to what we've got coming up today. Spoilers. If you haven't watched the first two episodes and you've somehow got here, this is your last chance. Uh, we've got The Dark Knight going up against Creed. And then in the second half of the episode, we've got Shrek 2 going up against Godfather Part 2. I love this. I love this podcast already. <laughs> Throwing out a, a, a few things up top. Hey, we will probably be spoiling all of these movies. Again, if you've gotten to Part 3 without watching the previous ones and have not had these movies spoiled yet, last warning. And also uh, throwing out a content warning. Um, there's some graphic depictions of violence in a couple of these movies as well as some instances of domestic violence in the godfather part two um so keep that in mind uh with that do we want to hop into the first half of this bracket boys? let's do it hippity hop all right so uh coming in on the left side of the bracket <laughs> um we have the dark knight uh you know released in 2008 directed by christopher nolan fantastic film but not quite as good as you did the absolutely incredible tenant Everybody saw it. I, Truly I, a phenomenon. <laughs> Christopher Nolan needs to. Do you think? Okay, so you know this is a total side note, but you know Christopher Nolan has an aversion to like casting black people. Um, uh, so that's a conversation to unpack. That I do you uh, think, li- literally think of his movies like he he had John David Washington. Okay, recent whatever, and then Lucius Fox, which he had to make black because of the comics and all this stuff. Like Christopher <laughs> Nolan's problematic. That's my. <laughs> Also to note, all the prisoners, like pretty much all the prisoners on that uh, boat are people of color. Well, that makes it really interesting. (laughs) Uh, Recontextualization with the movie it's going up against. If you want to introduce Creed, Alex. Yeah, we got Creed uh, directed by Ryan Coogler, released in 2015. It's a kind of soft reboot of the Rocky franchise uh, taking place in the future. Rocky's an old man and he trains Apollo Creed's illegitimate son. Um, Great movie. Uh, If you haven't listened to episode one, I hate the Dark Knight. So the decision for me is pretty clear. Uh, It's just if I can convince these two guys to jump ship with me. Only need one of them because democracy is a flawed system. All right. Uh, We're we're really getting it. We're really on this podcast. Hot hot takes only in this podcast. Um, And that democracy. Never mind. We're not. We're gonna (laughs) leave that where it lies. So I want to get into my first, um, my first big point as to why Creed wins. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Right, um, right. He's making proclamations now, boys. Yeah, all right. It. So here's here's my big point. I think both of these movies do a great job of having their leads look very kissable. If you look at uh uh oh god, I can't think of his name. Christian Bale? Michael If B. you look Jordan? at Christian Bale's puffy lips oh. inside that bat mask, it's hard to say I don't want to smooch that guy. Um mm-hmm. and I think to be fair, that's some points for the Dark Knight. 
But then, by comparison, Michael B. Jordan is looking absolutely incredible. Shredded to the gills, my man. And what a snack. There are so many shots that just follow that beautiful man's face uh, as he experiences Philly. Uh, and, oh man, it's so good. So, I think in, in the kissability <laughs> scale, Are we uh, for me... <laughs> I, I say I Michael hope, B. Jordan wins out. I, I think I probably kiss Bale, but I feel up oh. Michael B. Jordan's abs. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, ho- I hope that this comparison in the later episode is also used so we can talk about how much we want to kiss Shrek. So let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Look, we but already I, talked about the internet culture piece with Shrek. We don't need to dive down <laughs> that hole again. And I also said this in episode one. Um, I'm disappointed by the lack of bat nipples. We see Christian mm-hmm. Bale's nipples. We see a lot of Michael B. Jordan's nipples. And I think that's another point for Creed. It's higher up on the nipple scale. Or are you just trying to objectify the leads of these two movies, Alex? I'm not trying to objectify. I'm trying to say these men worked for these bodies, for these roles, um, probably to an unhealthy amount. And they deserve the recognition that they put in to those roles. Christian Bale, unhealthy amount? Christian Bale has never transformed his body to an unhealthy amount. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. All right, so um, we're we're rolling in here, uh, looking to have our first substantive <laughs> discussion between these two movies. I I could start I could start a substantive conversation. Go for it. Um, so I think they're pretty interesting comparing how they work as sequels because mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is. Batman established as Batman versus Creed is Donnie establishing himself as a fighter. And so it's you have one where it's Batman who wants to stop being Batman and there are people who think he should still be Batman. And it's like that's a whole question in the movie. And in Creed, you have Donnie wants to be a fighter and pretty much everyone says he shouldn't be a fighter. And I think I don't know. I think that's an interesting comparison of themes and like how they function as sequels where it's like, a I don't know. Well, it's so interesting because like, yeah, with the Dark Knight and like Batman, like this is kind of like the introducing that like this Bruce Wayne does not want to be Batman anymore is literally looking for a way out. Whether his motivations are like, oh, I just want to bone Rachel or not, like are like his main (laughs) motivations um, or not. It's still interesting. It's an interesting thread because it literally goes from year one Batman and Batman begins to a seasoned Batman who's like, please, no, I want to I want to not be Batman anymore. Where, you know, Creed is like, one, you have the please no, I don't want to live anymore in Stallone, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, really, Michael B. Jordan's like, no, like, I am this. Like, he's basically in his year one. So it's it's an interesting, yeah, interesting dynamic. It's, it's a good point, Alex. Thank you. In terms of, though, I think that there, if we are thinking about it in context of, like, what it means to be a sequel, at surface level, I think those two communicate very different things, obviously. Like, The Dark yeah. Knight, it's, like, a very direct sequel, you know, other than, I guess, at this point, we're left with a lot of fairly direct sequels, which is crazy, because we noted all the ones that were like, oh, this is, like, an interesting relationship as a sequel, and then proceeded to vote them out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, I we think did. Creed is an interesting relationship That's as a sequel, saying. too, It's though. the last one that is. Um, oh. Well, so, but what I think, though, like comparing them as sequels, I think Creed has a harder time thought of as a sequel because it's like so far into this series, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is an interesting comparison with Batman because obviously there's so much legacy behind the character of Batman. But I think Creed going into it as a sequel has a harder time establishing itself than The Dark Knight does because it's a direct sequel of a movie that most people consider to be very bad versus Creed is like a new movie in a series that has a huge legacy. Yeah, but also those last couple Rocky movies were not great. Like, like it, that, it, yeah, it's a good point. It's, to it's realize. like a it's a new movie in a series that is bad versus mm. a new movie in of a character like of one bad movie. Mm-hmm. You know, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, yeah, there are some good things about Batman Begins. Let's just not totally shit on Batman. Well, Begins, Alex not but... liking uh, Bale's yeah, Batman, yeah, 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 I think, yeah, yeah. sets him up to drop the bar from like passable to okay movie drops it down to passable to bad movie you know yeah yeah well and i think like thinking of the dark knight as a sequel i think it's a good sequel because i definitely think it succeeds where batman begins fails i just Mm -hmm. don't like the movie for the other things (laughs) so then i think but i think that creed is a better sequel overall because of how it ingrains itself in the history of the rocky franchise how it then like goes to add on and set up so much more for the future the way it like pays homage and like celebrates everything that rocky has always been i just think it does such a good job with all of that like i agree it does a great job but on some level i do think there's a little bit of uh it's a little bit of a disingenuous comparison because you know the dark knight doesn't have the same opportunity to do so because it's only a second movie well it's a second movie in the series but it is like batman itself is so ingrained has so much history that they could have drawn from referenced like done but any I, of I, that. I just think that would be so tonally at odds with what the movie they wanted to craft with the dark knight if is. you're talking about like impact and all this stuff that's that's a whole other discussion as well just you know creed yes what it did imploring itself in like the rocky universe but also like the dark knight did leagues for for its impact for superhero films in general for mm-hmm. the genre for like for batman in general yes it only had dark knight rises afterwards i think dark knight rises would have been a very different movie if it wasn't for heath ledger's passing because we know for a fact that the joker was in that script the original script for the sequel to the dark knight and that would have changed a lot of things and creed 2 like i don't know i don't think either of you have seen creed 2 no <laughs> it wasn't as great as like creed and so like if if we're talking like overall like impact and like where it like exists i i, I don't know it, it's that's getting into like beyond territory that kind of for me leans more towards the dark Knight's favor. Hmm. Well, so I also though don't really like the impact that the dark Knight had on superhero genre and superhero media in the, general. The vanilla boy wants to keep he it happy. Adam likes the he lighthearted Marvel. <laughs> it's not just that I want to keep it happy and that I like lighthearted Marvel <laughs> with the dark Knight, And also the dark Knight didn't set the trend of dark superheroes. That was done by the Watchmen comics, which Batman then copied. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about cinema though. We're uh, like, those are two different mediums. Like, and like what lasting effect did it have on superhero movies, making them dark? There weren't dark superhero right. movies. It's not about making them dark. It's about making them be like considered. It's about making them be like, oh, people are going to pay to watch. So one pay to watch this two performance three. Like it got Oscars. That's a superhero movie that got Oscars. You know, that paved the way for it to be taken seriously, like what Black Panther was able to accomplish. And I guess Avengers because it got nominated at least uh, Endgame. 
I don't know that you can say that that's because of the Dark Knight, though. Just because it I didn't doesn't don't mean think that you it... see the same success for the Marvel superhero movies without the piece that the Dark Knight played. Like the Dark Knight was a wildly successful movie on the back of the uh, Raimi Spider-Man's were good movies, like for the most part, um, super <laughs> campy, super great. Um, but, you know, with a pretty steep drop off in quality into the third one. And I don't think you see off the back of just that superheroes remain in the zeitgeist in the same way without no. the dark Knight. You had, you had films like ghost rider coming out and like daredevil which were like atrocious like they're bad films and like the dark Knight really set the tone was like you can make a superhero film that people want to see enter the mcu like literally iron man and iron man came out 2008 as well right it was the same year i think yeah so then the dark knight didn't have an impact on iron well, i'm man. saying it was like the huge risk if iron man came out the same them, year no because batman begins happened so like batman begins happened and then you saw the whispers of what's happening but batman begins didn't have the same success batman begins didn't have the same like if we're judging the dark knight on its cultural impact then you can't say that like the marvel cinematic universe is based on it when you iron can man came say out the same it won't year. be as successful yeah. batman or the dark knight literally doubled the amount of money that Iron Man made. Like if the Marvel Cinematic Universe had turned out to be bad, you know, the Dark Knight would be what is the legacy of superhero movies in so many ways. Mm hmm. And I, I just a, think like, that it's it's really difficult to make an argument that um, the Marvel Universe wouldn't have existed as we know it today without the Dark Knight. Like, I just don't that just doesn't follow to me in the same and way. Even, even without this thread, like comparing this conversation to what Creed did for like, what did it really do for like the Rocky Universe? Like, besides, like it made a great Rocky film. It didn't expand on that. You know, like Creed 2 wasn't revolutionary or like i can't speak to creed 2 i haven't seen it <laughs> or, or like even even like <laughs> but i guess you don't you don't see sports um, movies like after that like i don't yeah i guess you don't see the same thing i mean you you mentioned in episode one boxing movies uh, like south paul yeah, yeah which nobody saw <laughs> daddy Dylan hall i'm daddy, still not I gonna see it, it. all right <laughs> still not gonna I see saw it. it explicitly for daddy Dylan hall i'll never forget oh lovely <laughs> I'll, I'll grant you okay if if I move aside and the Dark Knight influenced the superhero genre, I still think Creed is a better movie on its own than the Dark Knight is. Mm. OK, which I think there there is there is an argument to that. Like, obviously, preference plays a big piece in it. But I do think that there there is an undeniable quality to Creed. It succeeds in a lot of ways as a film. There's more style to Creed. I will say more style, like stylistically, I like Creed better. I think Dark Knight plays it a bit like there's style too. like the score, I think, is better in like the Dark Knight and all that stuff. But like stylistically, camera work wise and just like the the flavor that Ryan Coogler brings as like a director, I think is much stronger in Creed. I think story is better. Character is maybe a little bit like tied, but I think a little bit better in The Dark Knight. But that could also be because those characters have such rich history and like you have that also playing on it. I think for me, what I part of what I enjoy about Creed so much, and I think part of why I dislike The Dark Knight in a sense, is that for me, setting is so important in a movie. And I feel like Gotham, the city itself, doesn't have any character in Batman mm. or in The Dark mm. Knight. Which, like, is a shame for me because, like, I'm such a huge Batman fan. Gotham is such a huge part of what makes Batman Batman. And for Christopher Nolan to just kind of, like, slough the movie off and be like, talk a little bit about Arkham, but not, like, 
really get into the asylum, which is such a huge part of like, if you have the Joker who's supposed to be this crazy person and then you like slough off the fact like, oh, his followers are just these like crazed lunatics Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like there's so much that they could have done there. They were going to bring up the asylum in. And then you go into Creed and like. You also have the opportunity in Creed. It is very much a celebration of Philly, um, but you have the actual like real human culture of Philly to celebrate. Sure. You could say you have a whole bunch of writing in terms of Gotham, but I think it was very evident that Nolan had, you know, the Dark Knight has its own vision for Gotham. So it doesn't necessarily have the same cultural history to build off of. You know, I mean, sure. But there's like there is 50 years of comic books. Yeah. Talking about Gotham City. I kind of like, agree. They with don't that. have to do like some campy reference for it to be a, like for it to like give the city a character. You know? I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think that Gotham Gotham itself, like even in the comics or other films, like it is a character and it should be. And I agree that Ryan Cooler does a better job and Creed does a better job with like Philly is a character in that film. So I, I agree with that. I think setting is important. I think Creed definitely gets the edge in that one. Hmm. <laughs> a lot to, there, genuinely a lot to think about um because there, at least personally yeah, i think they're, they're both very good films um you know as we've sort of talked about a little bit they do oh, oh go ahead so i do have another argument and this is an argument that i raised before but i think it has more validity in this okay. conversation Ooh. so i brought up before how i don't like the dark knight's action sequences yes. and for me it's because you don't feel the hits um and I get that the score is supposed to like bring that intensity and that heat. But I think Creed does more serious action sequences that you feel so much more. Yeah. And like that makeup in that final fight is so good to see his face totally beat up. Like you really feel it when you watch Creed. And I just don't feel the same way watching The Dark Knight. I mean, there's a level of emotionality. Like, yeah, like clearly Creed as like a action like sequence, like fighting. Mo- this is a fighting movie. You feel those hits. It's that's totally that's totally true. I, I do think that The Dark Knight isn't aiming for that. And it's for a reason. Yeah. Though. The Dark Knight's a movie about philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's but actually I feel the it's emotion, about big booty like, bitches and man have you seen batman's ass in that suit we're gonna cut that one out folks <laughs> <laughs> for like a superhero movie that spends so much time in action sequences they're just like there's so little i feel like there's so little to them in the dark knight like i do think i just think that dark knight isn't about action sequences like it's it's not right but it spends so much time doing it I don't feel any of the emotion in any of those scenes. I get it a little bit when he's beating up the Joker in the interrogation um, room, like interrogation room. You feel those hits. I mean, the interrogation scene, like, yeah, like it's you feel those. I mean, but like when he's actually like going up through the building, stopping the police force from killing the civilians, like doing cool shit. You don't he doesn't look desperate at all to like do it in time. He's just like doing it, turning, doing another thing, turning like you don't feel the desperation that like he should be feeling versus Donnie's desperation in Creed in that last fight is so apparent. He's doing everything he can to stay up and to knock the other guy down. Like I just think there's so much more emotion 
in the scenes that you're supposed to like that are the climax of the movie you know like those action sequences of the dark knight are the climax you're misattributing where the emotional climaxes are though i think the emotional climax there are two in the dark knight i think one comes in the final confrontation with joker and then one comes in the final confrontation with harvey dent those are far more emotionally potent scenes him fighting his way through the goons on the way there yeah it's an action scene of which you can draw action analogs to the fight in creed creed that action scene is the emotional climax that is not the case in the dark knight i think the problem for me is that you don't get the emotional climax from batman i don't feel the i don't feel emotions from christian bale in this movie and and for me, that is the big problem. It's hard because if we're going by leads versus leads, I think Michael B. Jordan did a better as a lead character in his film. But I think that The Dark Knight as a whole, it just wasn't about Batman. Like it, there are multiple leads in that movie. And they're also like, if we're going like villain versus villain, Dark Knight is better. And so like they just they balance each other out for me. Like that that isn't necessarily like a thread to. I think, though, like when you have a movie that it's Batman the Dark Knight and you say it's not about Batman when the culmination of the movie is him forced to be Batman but then like an illegal Batman like you can't say that the movie is not about Matt Batman and that his emotions don't matter when that is the culmination of the it's movie. not that his emotions don't matter it's just that the film was able to focus on other characters you don't get a lot of growth with other characters in Creed and that's part of its that's part of its issue like like with I completely disagree with that look but besides at Rocky Stallone. like you have Rocky's yeah, I think like, those those that is the like primary emotional pairing in Creed. I agree that those two see tremendous growth. However, I also agree with Jake that I don't think many other characters outside of them see emotional growth, which again, like we, we've talked about that in relation to the Dark Knight before. You've levied that claim a handful of times that there that nobody has a character arc, which we, you know, Harvey Dent has a character arc, but I don't think anyone else does. <laughs> I mean, I think we've sort of hashed that conversation out a little bit before already. <laughs> that one that one know. fucking monster like, guy who, uh in dark knight had a character arc when he was like you gonna break my legs from here that's art <laughs> that's beauty <laughs> that's writing yeah wasn't he uh was, wasn't he wasn't he a mafia member whatever mafia mobster they're both begin with m's who cares about gangster films anyway <laughs> 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 I think I think you know guys maybe we should take it to oh, a vote. I feel like I'm pleading on deaf ears. Should we just vote? Not deaf ears, trust me, <laughs> not deaf ears. Unless anyone has a point, I I think we should vote. Okay, do you guys because I've done a lot of railing on on this movie. Do either of you guys have anything negative to say about the Dark Knight? I hate Rachel. I don't like her character. Fuck Rachel. Thank you for the validation. I can vote now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can go first cuz I feel like I'm an obvious one as I usually am in these conflicts. Uh, I vote for Creed. Uh, I guess I can go next. I am voting for the Dark Knight. I am also voting for the Dark Knight. I circled it. It makes me so sad that this movie is in the finals, but whatever, it'll lose to Shrek wow, 2. Wow, you're making such a strong presumption. It's almost like that Jake doesn't really like the Godfather. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And I Alex is 100% <laughs> voting for Shrek. Hey, hey, um, no, I did. I only vote for the Godfather to win so that way Jake would have to vote for Shrek I in would round hate two. You for that. <laughs> I would actually spite vote against you for that. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So Don't worry. Angry. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's basically what I said before. Like, I voted. I think these two very much cancel out in a lot of ways. Ryan Coogler, I think, is going to be a better director. I his stuff is way more emotional. Whatever. Christopher Nolan's kind of on the decline. Like for me in general. 
What are you talking about? Tenant was great. I hate you. I hate you so much. Um, but but really, like the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight has just done so much as a sequel and for other things and impact and like it's it's the weight is a lot more and yeah, just for, versus Creed. I love Creed. I mean, look, I picked Creed in the first round to usurp my pick. Um, I really love Creed as a movie in comparison to Dark Knight. It just it didn't do it for me this time. OK, let's let's hop into this second half, because I think we, we can sort of audience. You're smart enough to discern the reasoning on us other two. Jake fancies himself the swing voter in this circumstance. This is really Jake's say, episode, yeah. uh, everyone. Convince me, bitch. Yeah, it's going to be my episode because you fucking you screwed me over. For the I other voted for Kill Bill, my dude. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. All right. So, um, Alex, do you want to you want to introduce Shrek uh, Two? our second matchup in the semifinals? We've got Shrek two versus the Godfather part two Shrek two released in 2004, directed by Andrew Anderson and uh, Kelly Asbury and Conrad Vernon. Of course, the beloved sequel to Shrek, um, the wonderful happily ever after story about an ogre and his quest for love. And uh, Matt, you want to talk about Godfather Part 2? On the other side, we've got The Godfather. Yeah, I bet he does want to talk about I, I do, because I, I love this movie. <laughs> the Godfather Part 2, 1974. A real classic. Um, Francis Ford Coppola. Spectacular film. It's a story of father and son. Um, paralleled stories, because the father's already dead. As we watch Michael Corleone attempt to maintain the criminal empire that his father had built up and that he inherited. That was that was good, Matt. Thank good you. Job. You put me on the spot and so, I made it there. Full, dis- full disclosure, full disclosure, I voted against both of these teams <laughs> <laughs> in uh in, in the in the bracket. So um I'm gonna, you know, let 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 the let the speaking terms go for possessions, but I really I, you guys got some convincing to do. Well you have to vote for one of them, Jake. Yeah, I'm voting for Dawn of the Planet. <laughs> Jake, you have to vote for one of them because we already know how both Matt and I are going not, to well, vote. Yeah, okay. Well not know. necessarily. But let me let me start this one off. <laughs> Uh, this will probably actually reveal uh, how I feel, at least going into it. Um, I mentioned when we talk about Shrek 2, if it doesn't get cut, um, that I thought Shrek 2 amongst this bracket was one of the best examples of how I define like a good sequel, the way it is building upon and sort of recontextualizing the world that's been created. Um, one of the best in this bracket. I think The Godfather Part 2 truly might be the best movie at doing that, which I think, you know, in my head gives me a pretty big inherent lean that direction. Uh, but what are your your guys' sort of thoughts on obviously your own way you view sequels, not mine? <laughs> sure. So I think the big thing for me going into this comparison is looking at these movies and how they function as sequels and what hurdles they had to cross to get there. So when I look at The Godfather Part 2, I think, okay, when I look at Shrek 2, Shrek 2 has no right being as good as it is. Sequels for animated movies in the early 2000s were largely just huge cash grabs that they rushed from production to like get on screen as quickly as possible to make as much money as possible. Shrek 2 made insane amounts of money and is also very, very good. Being a comedy animated movie, it had no right being this good. 
sure it has the legacy of Shrek to like go to like follow, but it also could have used that to just like be a shit script that they pumped out and like recorded as quickly as possible to get on screen. And that's not that at all. Like so much of it is new content, new jokes that are so funny. All of them land like sure you have some dated cult uh, pop culture stuff, but like it's so L.A. in the early 2000s. Like you have the Starbucks, you have Old Navy. I just think Shrek 2 does such a good job of being a good movie in its own right. And sure, The Godfather Part Two does that to an extent, but like <laughs> for me, the like this man no, just okay. to the so to do, an extended The Godfather Part Two. Yes, I'm hold a on, cinephile. I- <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Before, before anything, before anything, can we just talk about how Alex said L.A. is Starbucks and Old Navy? <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, early 2000s. Hilarious. Early 2000s LA. Early 2000s. Oh, Modern day LA, it's got all the high fashion and the snooty famous people. But the early 2000s, baby, <laughs> it was it was Gap and Old Navy all the way down. <laughs> okay, I do have one big problem with The Godfather Part 2, and it is that I think it uses time jumps in a ineffective way. Hmm. I know what it's trying to do of comparing younger Vito with younger Michael and trying to like show the differences between them. My problem with it is that the showing of Vito's story, I feel like I don't get enough of it. Interesting. I feel like it does too much jumping around and like maybe they do that because you know where it's going to go already. But I feel like I don't really get to see him establish an empire. It's just like we see him kill that one guy. And then all of a sudden he's the patron of the like of his neighborhood. Right. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't get enough of him working to become the crime boss. And so I think you don't, I don't get as much of the comparison that I would want to get of him building versus Michael falling apart. That's an interesting point. I do think like that's definitely something they probably had to think of like, oh, are we going to show, you know, like, are we going to show his rat, his true rise power? Are we going to show where mentally this, this character rose to power? Um, And I think they went with the mental rise to power, kind of like his first like kill and like that that's the way they wanted to go just to give just to give godfather part two some credit there is also this element that a lot of Vito's story from godfather part two is more it is obviously paralleled in the godfather part two but is also a parallel to michael of the first film um there is a huge amount of similarity for example in um michael's killing of salazzo and the uh nypd chief and Vito's killing of finucci just because you bring that up however i I understand that especially in in such a long movie Mm. i think like it's it's so weird because it's like obviously a three and a half hour movie or whatever but like i still wanted more of it like it's i know know, it should be a five hour movie i wanted more because there wasn't enough (laughs) not because it was so good which i think is a point against it that in three and a half hours shrek make shrek four hours cowards make a shrek movie five hours <laughs> something i think is interesting and it applies to peace on shrek 2 and what it exists as a sequel and old navy and starbucks in terms of <laughs> um i i like kind of like hate to bring this piece into it but in terms of like series function well there are two pieces actually one i think you see shrek the third kind of to fill that role of like the bad early 2000s animated movie in a lot of ways i don't know exactly what you feel about shrek the third um so showing that you could they can do it right and do it poorly i don't think that's a point against Shrek 2. I just think that it's like an example of how good Shrek yeah. 2 is in a lot of yeah. ways. I, I think that there's this, I'm, this is turning into three points. I think there's this really fun element 
if we think about Shrek the third um, having a major theme of like parenthood and <laughs> parenthood is like one of the most major themes in The Godfather. They're really just the same movie. So so you're saying you're saying Shrek the third <laughs> stole from from The Godfather. Probably. Wow. 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 Bold, bold wow. claims. From yeah, I want answers. Yeah. Someone should email us. Um, at <laughs> I want answers. I want answers. Okay? At, uh, at toughcutpod at gmail.com. Um, I want answers. <laughs> you just give out our, did you give out our email? <laughs> yeah. Is that supposed to just be for business inquiries? We're a podcast with zero no, listeners. Guys, guys. No, I feel like we should. Spam us. <laughs> Spam us your email. <laughs> Whatever you want to Follow email us. Follow us on the socials at toughcutpod. Always be plug-in. Yeah, uh, and follow us on our fucking Gmail, I guess, you know? Um, this got far away from the point I wanted to make <laughs> very quickly. Um, but I do think in terms of series function, there's also an interesting relationship in how each movie sets up the third. I, I'm not going to talk about Godfather Part 3 because um, Jake may have seen it, but I assume you haven't, Alex. Um, I just I think that, have not. Yeah, I figured. Um, I just think it's like a kind of interesting um, relationship. So, um... Full honesty, I went back and watched these, um, and I wow. went back and watched The Godfather. Dedication. Um, in preparation, yeah, in preparation for this one, because in the first episode uh, where we talked about the, uh, the Godfather, I said that I, the, my main gripe about it, actually, I don't actually hate this movie. Um, is that I just prefer the first Godfather more. And Matt, what Matthew was like talking about and a lot of his like stuff and like, you know, the retouch, I was like, you know what? Me as a person, maybe I should like really watch them back to back. And so I carved out the fucking 80 hours <laughs> that it takes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> back to back. And I watched it and Matthew raised a lot of good points. Like it actually did recontextualize like a lot of things for me. And I was impacted a lot more when I watched it back to back however with that being said one no one has seven hours <laughs> two uh, <laughs> that's where my joke went two i i just certain scenes that feel really cinematic and like amazing to me stood out more in the first one and i still hmm. think i have like just certain like just really like intense like you know like when he kills those people in in the restaurant like i'm just like oh my goodness or like lines like you know like the famous like Godfather, like you come to me and like look, uh, like it's just like wow. Leave the gun, grab the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, iconic <laughs> lines in cinema. Uh, like I just, it's still like for me, like and I and I also watched like the first uh, Shrek as well. I, I had time, guys. I had time on my schedule. Um, <laughs> I'm unemployed. Someone hired uh, me. I was about to make a joke. How'd you fit it in between your full time job? <laughs> I'm unemployed. Um, You're a podcaster please, oh now, baby. <laughs> so anyway, no, but um, I I think, you know, Shrek 2 did do a better job as a sequel to have more iconic moments in it. I, I, I think I kind of agree with that. I can think of moments from Godfather Part 2, but all of them are in relation to Godfather Part 1. Oh, there's that scene of them killing three people. But I remember like the three people that they killed in Godfather Part 1. The only one That's I remember from Godfather Part 2 is Fredo. That's that almost a plus for me. No, just but they, it's, it's, well, not that I, it's not that I like, because it like does this, I think of that one. It's that like, Matt, did you just show your chest? No, this is my shirt. I it is very hot okay. in my recording space, and I have a sweatshirt on. <laughs> that feels okay. stripped um, to try to get my vote, and it's almost working. Coming in hot. 
Um, the fact that it makes me think of Godfather Part One for me as a negative because it's not that like it's referential. It's that mm. I'm like disappointed because I liked those moments more in the first movie, like you were saying. Versus yeah. Shrek Two, yeah. the iconic like sequences in Shrek Two are so totally different from they are in, from how they are in Shrek One that it just is such like a. Uh, we like briefly talked about it last episode, but that like final sequence in Shrek Two, I truly think is one of the best scenes in cinema. It's so, so good. It's really hard because both of these movies function a little bit like insanely differently for me for sequels just because of like the genre it is actually animation and like what it was doing. Like it's meant to be more fun and more like, wow, like like this is like a like it's ramping up the fun of it. Right. And building the world. But in Godfather Part 2, the reason why I kind of like that it like referred to and, and why I was giving credit to Matthew's point before uh, why I liked kind of like its references to the first one, and, like recontextualizing like this individual and its relation first is because as a genre and as like a gangster film and as like, you know, what it's done for cinema, you know, people always cite it as like, oh, this is the best film of all time kind of a deal is it was aiming to build specifically on a film for like building a world. And like, it was like, it was a true part. It was a part two. Yes. It's called Godfather, like part two rather than Shrek two. Which if and you- I think. Go ahead, finish yeah, your point. Go for it. Uh, well, well, I mean, that's, go, 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 go. <laughs> Which I think okay. if you, you know, you've paid attention to like how I define a good sequel, it makes so much sense why I think this movie is such a fantastic example. Like, I don't think something needs to necessarily be like intentionally referential to build upon a world. I just think that The Godfather does it so effectively and it happens to use this sort of intertextual reference to do it. I just think my problem with it is that those moments don't stand out to me as much as they do in the first movie. I get that it's trying to be like what it's trying to do and it's you're like supposed to compare and contrast them but I just feel like the moments stand out more in the first movie. I do think that there is some truth to that particularly like the baptism um, I think colloquially referred to as the baptism of fire is like one of mm-hmm. it is like one of the most famous scenes in cinema it's fucking yeah. spectacularly done like i do think that um sequence is done better than the murders at the end of the godfather part two um so i like i do yeah. see where that criticism comes from i just don't think it's the same for all of those sort of similar sequences necessarily but without like going through each and every one of them um and like talking about them which would take a ton of time um this yeah, this is a long <laughs> ass fucking movie oh my god <laughs> this podcast is not uh, meant to be uh the godfather cast that is something else though that i want to talk about in terms of like obviously the godfather part two is three and a half hours we talked a little bit about how shrek 2 is like so tight in mm-hmm. all of its moments and lines and obviously that's because the movies are trying to do two different things yeah, also trying to attach the attention of children so like they can't make a three and a half hour Shrek, even though they right, should. But Coward. I think it also <laughs> five hour Shrek movie. Five hour, DreamWorks, if you're listening to this, which I know you are. Yeah, we got we got the ear of the execs. I got your personal <laughs> emails and I'm a dox you on this show. If you don't make a five hour Shrek, be warned. <laughs> Uh, for all legal purposes that was a joke I do not actually have the emails of executives at DreamWorks I have no idea where my point was yeah, going to where I think it was sort of going this idea of Shrek being like a really I don't tight think it, I don't think it was a criticism I, I don't think it was a criticism necessarily of Godfather Part no, 2 I think it's just the movies are trying to do two very different things yeah. for sure for, for sure. sure I think that like on Shrek's end 
it being super, super tight is incredibly effective. It does it really, really well for its purpose. It's super snappy, like they don't have dead air to waste. Whereas I think functionally, like The Godfather Part 2, at least in my opinion, despite being a three and a half hour long movie, it fills it with a lot of really, really interesting substantive material um, that is either intentionally referential to the first in that intertextual way, or it is building upon and introducing things that will be like used later in the movie. Not to say that Shrek can't do that with its shorter running time. It just has to do it differently. You know, you can't have long, like 15 minute scenes of people talking in Shrek, which might be to its do credit. It, cowards. <laughs> do, do it, cowards. Yeah, no. Um, I will say, so I think the big difference for me between the two movies is that The Godfather takes a lot of time showing people's faces and like showing you people's emotions in their faces and those like long pauses, which is like obviously very stylist, like uh, obviously like a very like stylistic. It's not something that we get very often anymore in movies. And I think Shrek 2, to its credit, does have that entire scene in the bedroom where Shrek is awake, can't sleep, going around looking, seeing all of the childhood stuff from Fiona. Like I think like to Shrek's credit, it's tackling some like complicated themes of like married life that children do not understand. Um, and for them to like have that scene of him, like basically in this like hellscape of her childhood fantasies of what her life was going to be like, realizing that like he's not living up to her dreams. You know, I think that's a very brave take for a childhood animated movie to take. You know, what if some five year old is thinking that, though? Like, what if some five year olds like? Wow, I really vibe with the marital troubles and like his. Like, I'm never going comparison. to be good enough for my life partner. <laughs> marital issues are a major theme in The Godfather true. Part Two as well, and Shrek and never beats Fiona. So huge points to Shrek. Which I think is points for Shrek. Big points for Shrek. Wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Matthew's catchphrase. Is it going to come or? We, wow, he doesn't well, want no, to cut that's that. All right, that's going to be it. We can cut no, that. We can cut no, that. <laughs> listeners, it's just it. so you know, listeners, just so you know, we have to cut about 20 minutes of content every episode based on Matt saying we should cut things. Uh, and he didn't <laughs> yeah. say we should cut that, so it's staying in. Because I was so stunned by it. <laughs> I, I do think that there is like an interesting, really interesting comparison in how each movie explores marital relationships. Obviously, yeah. I think it's yeah. much closer to Shrek 2 as it's a much closer part of sort of the central conflict of the movie, whereas it's only like a tertiary conflict in The Godfather Part 2. Right. But I, I do think that th there's almost like this element of Shrek very much wants to live up to Fiona's expectations of not just who she wants in a partner, but how she wants her life to be and how he perceives himself as failing. Whereas we get to see by comparison, Michael go from treating Kay as an equal, especially in the first film, to expecting her to conform to his expectations, which I just think is like an interesting parallel, not so much like a point in either direction. Well, I think it it's interesting because I feel like in The Godfather Part 2, like the main emotional or like the main relationship that is the story of the movie, I feel like is still Michael DeVito. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like done through Did that Did you say Michael DeVito versus... like Danny DeVito? No, Michael to Vito. Oh, okay, Sorry, you actually bad. didn't know. I was about to threaten violence against you, Jake. <laughs> That's a, every time before we start, Matthew threatens violence against me and then we start the podcast. So it, the start of the podcast is always bullying Jake. A new trend starting on episode three, which if you haven't watched the first two, you should go do it. It'll provide a ton of context. I'm going to I'm going to tell everyone on my private socials. Just do not, not episode. Do three. not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> I 
I am on your private socials. I will yell at you. <laughs> Unless anyone has any other points, I think, I mean, I'm not emotionally ready to vote, but I think I mean, we should vote. I think, Jake, if you feel like you're ready to vote, then we're ready to vote. Because I feel like, yeah, I mean, um, maybe Matt, maybe Matt flipped over i feel like he's still where he was i'm still where i am you guys you guys yeah i um oh god i need to vote I, why did i suggest voting if i'm yeah okay you whatever. didn't have to whatever. we could have gone on uh shooting the shit about no. uh no. treatment of no. wives and the godfather and shrek <laughs> or treatment of fathers um or treatment of family i Do guess I more generally it. where's lynn manuel miranda when you need him you know to really break this down rewind <laughs> Rewind. Yeah, we like oh, Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is now an American history podcast. American History X, a good movie. You should watch it. Um, anyway, uh, the, you, that is an endorsement. That's Re- actually, read what the movie's about first. Um, yeah, it might come up on the show later. Because yeah, huge yeah. content warning on that one. <laughs> Are you ready, Jake? We're gonna have to cut so much of this dead air. Jake has been sitting here for like seven or eight minutes. Jake, come on. It's been 15 minutes. Jake, Jake, please. Half an hour. I need to eat dinner. We've been here for three hours. I need to. Sorry, I'm going to wait the length of the fucking Godfather part two. Jake, you don't need a sixth beer. They're bullying me again, guys. They're bullying. I'm going to take a big swig and then I'm going to write down. Yeah, Jake is taking a big swig of his seventh beer. Real talk, real talk. It's been 45 seconds and Jake is still on his second beer. Okay. He did take a big swig. Way to spoil the joke, Alex. I wrote it. I wrote it down. I wrote okay. it down. Um, I can go first because Alex goes first like every time. So I'm taking a spot. Yeah. It's because I'm always very decisive. Vanilla boy. <laughs> I. I'm voting for, to no one's surprise, The Godfather Part 2. I am voting for Shrek 2. It's all up to me, boys. It's Jake's episode, folks. Where's <laughs> yeah, he my vote? fucking episode, because my movie's got shit out. No, I um, voted for Kill Bill, okay? Hey, hey, look, look, look. I actually love, I, I do love pretty much all the movies that are on this list. This one was actually very hard for me. Uh, I did vote against both of these movies. I feel like I have an obligation to cinema here. So Shrek 2 is my vote. I figured that's what was going to yes. happen when he said this. I have to go wow. to cinema. I had no illusions. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain myself real quick. Uh, genuinely, I actually went into this thinking I was going to pick Godfather Part 2 for that kind of reason. Color me for, surprised. like, you know, I kind of, I really care, like, especially when I went back and rewatched. My rewatch was very important because, like, I picked up on a lot of what Matthew was picking up on. Um, I think I fell into the bit of, like, you know, hating, like, Godfather, whatever, just to fuck with Matthew. But <laughs> I really enjoyed, like, I enjoyed it a lot more my third time <laughs> a now. Bit mostly of it. my creation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I will stand by the fact that. If this is sequel showdown, I still like Godfather, the first one more. And as a sequel, I think I like Shrek more. And and that that's my reason. As far as like cinema, what it's different, whatever, like, yeah, I think Godfather Part 2 is better, but I still prefer the first one. And if it's sequel showdown, I'm voting Shrek 2. It's not head to head on which movie, like, of yep. course, movie quality comes into it, but this is a bracket yep. about sequels. With that, we've got... The Dark Knight going head to head with Shrek 2. A battle for the heart of the podcast is coming up on part four. And guess what? You don't have to wait. You can listen to it right now because we released the whole first bracket together. Anyway, start with this episode. Start with this episode, everybody. Start with this episode. Guys, this next episode, I already know is going to break my heart. You don't know. You really don't know. know. 
every single time, Jake, you're like, I'm a swing vote. My vote's up in the air. I voted vote for, for Shrek Tooth anyway. when I really my did hopes not just need to, to crush them, and I'm not ready like, for it again. It was again. very close. This one was very close. You literally saw me have my existential crisis in real time. No, I mean, like, like go into it open-minded. I have been this whole bracket. <laughs> my movies are dead. All right, Jake, I, you need to stop with this bit. I voted for Kill Bill Volume 2. I don't know what else I can do for you as a friend. <laughs> Truly, I am going into this last one pretty even. Super looking forward to it. Super excited about it. I've tried twice now to be neutral on The Dark Knight, and I, I simply cannot. Can't wait. Uh, with that... Go follow us on all your socials. That is at Tough Cut Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. Hit us up there. Shoot us an email if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> toughcutpod at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, just to just as you know, things come up. Yeah, we have the final, but also we're going to be talking about some things that we missed um, that we think, you know, there are sequels that we missed that we want to give love to. And we're going to be kind of talking about what we think we should get. So on those socials, tweet us, you know, DM, honorable whatever. mentions in the future. We'll be able to talk about some of your honorable mentions from the audience. But for this one, uh, we'll have recorded all four episodes already by the time you. I still want to hear what they think. All oh, right. Yeah, of course. I, I care about our listeners. We value your feedback. Also coming up after the finals, we'll be announcing bracket number two. So keep posted. It's a good one exciting things in works it's gonna be a good one much less violence that's the hint it's titties what all right let's end this shit let's, let's, let's. i don't know make your own brackets or something that's a call to action folks <laughs> steal our podcast idea do it yourself when will smith makes a podcast about uh movies with brackets we'll have no he's gone from youtuber to podcast hey, remember when he did after earth but we need to end this recording all right yeah I need to pee. I need to All pee. Right. It's piss time. We're so the Tough long. Cut Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.